Welcome back to 444.com. It's the most accurate podcast. My name is Anthony Stolzer, joined as always by John Paulson. John, how are we doing this week? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Anthony? Doing good. Uh, tell us about the music, and then, boy, we've got a lot to unpack from an injury standpoint. Yeah, we do. Uh, it's Bendigo Fletcher is the name of the band. I believe it's a band, not a person. Uh, the name of the track is Evergreen. It's off of the uh, 2021 album Fits of Laughter. And I'll add it to the Most Accurate Podcast playlist, which you can find a, a link for in the show notes. Excellent. All right. I I don't mean to just kind of cut to it, but like like we said before, we do have a lot of injuries to get to. And I'm sure a lot of people are waiting for the injuries that impact them and they're listening to John's thoughts. So we'll, we'll kind of just dive right into this. I uh, want to tell you, though, first about Underdog. And we've been telling you for a while now that you can get a free 4 for 4 subscription just for depositing $10 at Underdog or $20 to $35 at prize picks. To top it off, if you're a new FFPC user, you'll also get a $35 coupon to play in one of their leagues. You can go to 444.com backslash plans for more details on that. So if you're interested in that that promo that we've been talking about for the last uh, you know couple of weeks or so, great, go to 444.com backslash plans. Before we get to the injuries, John, we actually have a trade first. So Zach, Zach Ertz, was traded from the, the Eagles to the Cardinals after last night. Dallas Goddard was on the COVID list. Ertz started. He he caught a touchdown. Uh, we had all that offseason news that Zach Ertz might get traded. Well, he finally does, and it, he seem, seemingly winds up in a good spot. What's the fantasy imp- impact here? Yeah, it looks like Max Williams has a season-ending injury, so um, that opens the door for the, the Cardinals to make this trade, and uh, – Goddard, I think, is a you know big beneficiary here as well. Uh, I moved him up to tight end seven uh, behind Kelsey Waller, Andrews, Hawkinson, Pitts, and Dawson Knox uh, ahead of Schultz. I think it's debatable. Gasicki, I think it's debatable, but I think Goddard's ahead of those guys. And then Kittle, who's on the shelf here with uh, an injury for a while, uh, his value is not as high as it was at the start of the season. Um, and then for Ertz, I, it's a pretty good opportunity for him. I, you know, this offense is pretty wide receiver centric, but Williams was able to Max Williams was able to have some good games for the Eagles, and I'm sure they'll use him uh, within the scope of the offense. I don't think he's going to see a ton of targets, but maybe like a four or five target guy. Uh, he still can play a little bit. He's not as elusive or uh, as able to break tackles as he once was. It doesn't seem. Uh, but he did have uh, you know almost 30 yards and a touchdown last night against the Bucks. So good trade for both uh, Ertz and uh, Goddard. All right, let's talk now about all of these injuries. And actually, before we get to the injuries, uh, one note before we go through the long list. By start this week, so you got the Falcons, Saints, Jets, and 49ers. They all have the week off, so keep that in mind if you're preparing for this weekend. Uh, the injury report, it's really long. I'm just going to run through these position by position, John, to catch everybody up. We'll start off with quarterbacks. Daniel Jones was limited on Thursday. He's on track to play Sunday, according to Ian Rappaport. Tua Tungavaloa will start in week six, barring a setback, and that's according to head coach Brian Flores. Any thoughts on these two signal callers? 
Yeah, a little bit surprising that uh, Jones is going to play. He was extremely wobbly uh, after the concussion last week. Uh, I, I looked his injury history up, and I think it's his first known concussion, but I might be mistaken on that. But uh, based on my limited Google Googling, uh, it was his first <laughs> concussion. Uh, so good to hear that he's back and feeling all right and is on track to play. That's obviously good news for uh, the Giants' offense, especially since they're going to be without Saquon Barkley in all likelihood and probably Kenny Galladay. We'll talk about those guys a little bit later. Uh, but having Jones backs helps. He's kind of having a breakout season fairly quietly, uh, especially fantasy-wise. Uh, but we knew that he could run, uh, and that certainly raises his fantasy floor. And then uh, as for Tua, great for the Dolphins to get him back. I, it, it, it can't under you know can't overstate. I should say his. Uh, uh, ability to you know improve that offense, uh, given the way that Jacoby Brissett has played, and just haven't been pushing the field ball down field as much, and uh, just you know lacking some accuracy as well. So having Tua back should help that uh, entire uh, Miami offense as well. All right, you ready? Let's dive into the running backs now. Saquon Barkley is expected to miss this week with what looked like a really scary looking injury, uh, ankle injury. Chris Carson was a do not practice on did not practice on Wednesday and Thursday. So unless he's able to return on Friday, looks like it's Alex Collins that's going to draw another start. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were both did not practice on Wednesday and Thursday with calf injury and a wrist wrist and knee injuries respectively. We won't know their status until later today. But uh, John, I'm just gonna you know if you want to share some of your thoughts on those two guys too. Dalvin Cook was full on pra- on Thursday in terms of practice so it looks like he's going to be ready to go week 6. Christian McCaffrey was a DNP on Thursday after being limited on Wednesday so he's looking doubtful for his return this week. Joe Mixon was limited on Wednesday and was a DNP on Thursday but Jeff Hobson of bangles.com said that it was probably just a maintenance day because Mixon was at practice and he was bouncing around. Jamal Williams was a DNP on Thursday after a limited practice on Wednesday. Chase Edmonds, Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Gibson, Aaron Jones, Melvin Gordon, and DeAndre Swift were all limited on Thursday. Oh, and, you know, to, to throw this on top of it, Damian, uh, Damian Williams was placed on the COVID-19 list, so it looks like Khalil Herbert will draw the start against the Packers. Anyone you want to sp- specify here, John? <laughs> quite the list. Uh, I do have a couple of updates um, from today. Um, Mixon was back at practice today, so he looks like a full go, and he's a, a good start against Detroit. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan is, I believe, on the COVID list, so he's probably going to be out. Chris Evans will be backing up Mixon. Uh, Chubb was not at practice on Friday uh, or today, so uh, a little bit worrisome there with that calf injury. We'll see what his injury designation is. I believe he finished a game last week, so it's a little surprising he's not able to go. At least, like sometimes with these with these guys, you, you expect uh, you know maybe a sore calf, and they they sit out Wednesday and Thursday, let it heal as much as possible, and then they practice in a limited fashion on Friday. But that wasn't the case for Chubb. Hunt was back though, so if if Chubb is out and Hunt is in, you know Hunt's going to move up into the top five, I think, in my running back rankings. So he's already been. Uh, an RB one this year with all his touchdowns he's scoring, but with if if Chubb were out, he's going to see you know big workload there for for Cleveland and uh, Arizona struggles against the run. Uh, Jamal Williams 
apparently is going to practice today. I don't have confirmation of that, but it looked like uh, one of the beat writers tweeted that he was feeling better and would probably practice. So he'll probably play on Sunday as well. All right, let's dive into receivers now. Same same idea. I'm just going to throw out a lot of receivers here, John, and you kind of pick the ones that need need updating or your thoughts. Kenny Galladay is probably out with a hyperextended knee, but Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton should be back. DeAndre Hopkins was a DNP on Wednesday and Thursday with what's being called an illness. It's certainly something to monitor because, you know, the Cardinals had a mini outbreak of COVID this week, so not great there. Tyreek Hill did not practice Wednesday or Thursday with a quad injury. Justin Jefferson is, uh, he was a DNP on Wednesday and Thursday due to an ankle injury. Adam Thielen also missed Wednesday and Thursday practice due to a foot injury. Julio Jones returned to full practice on Thursday, so it looks like he's going to be back for the Monday night game against the Bills. A.J. Brown, his teammate, was also a full participant on Thursday, so again, it looks like the Titans wide receiver core is going to, is going to be with their, their, their two studs. D.K. Metcalf was a DNP on Thursday after being limited on Wednesday with an ankle injury, so add injury to insult there with the Russell Wilson injury for Seattle standpoint. Devontae Parker had Wednesday and Thursday DNP, so he's looking doubtful. Allen Robinson was a DNP on Wednesday and Thursday with an ankle injury. Mike Williams did not practice Wednesday or Thursday with a knee injury. Jarvis Landry was designated to return from injury reserve and is expected to, to practice on Friday. And just by the way, we are we are recording this on Friday, so we don't we might not have the most up to date information on Jarvis Landry. The team has 21 days to put Landry back on the active roster and. Here's a list of wide receivers with limited reps on Thursday. John, I'll just throw these out there. Ch- Chase Claypool, Kadarius Toney, James Washington, Darnell Mooney, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. What are your thoughts, John? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. You don't say, know where honestly. to start. <laughs> uh, like, I've been doing this, I don't know, 10, 11 years. I don't remember this many, like, serious question marks as, you know, as late as Friday morning. Uh in a week of fantasy football, I just don't, maybe I'm blocking it out, but, um, this is pretty incredible. Uh, a couple other notes. I do have a couple updates on this. I've got the fantasy life app up on my phone here and they're just peppering me with updates. So, um, DeAndre Hopkins was back at practice today, so he looks like he'll be okay. Uh, they, the, as you mentioned, the, uh, the Cardinals have had a, like a mini COVID breakout. So that's something to monitor heading into this week's game. Uh, Justin Jefferson, there was no indication that he was back at practice on Friday. Uh, Adam Thielen, however, had a helmet on, so we've got that data, get that information. Um, yeah, I think you know we went through the running back position and the receiver position, and owners are just or fancy managers are just going to have to um, be on their toes and check back uh, not only today to see what these injury designations are. And if they're, you know, they a lot of probably a lot of questionables here, uh, getting into Saturday and Sunday morning, and then the inactives, there might be significant moves. And on top of it, as you mentioned earlier, the four teams on bye really can cause some problems here roster wise if if if, if a fantasy manager has uh, some players on bye and then also loses some players uh, due to injury, they have to make some moves maybe cut some people they don't want to cut in order to get a starting lineup together. Um, but uh, we'll know more later. Uh, I would just say check back Saturday afternoon. Uh, the rankings will all be updated by then. And then obviously Sunday uh, during the day in the morning, especially for that first round of games uh, before you make uh, any final calls in some of these uh, roster spots. 
So the tight end injury list is much shorter, thankfully. TJ Hawkinson was limited Thursday with his knee injury. Darren Waller was a full participant on Thursday after sitting out on Wednesday. And Robert Tunyon was limited both Wednesday and Thursday with a knee injury. So what are your thoughts on the tight end group? I think all three of these guys will play. So that's, I mean, that's one positive uh, comment I can make. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, we have uh, we have kicker injuries too, John. I mean, you talked about you you haven't you haven't seen this many injuries. Well, now we're now we're down to kicker injuries. As long as you and I have been doing this podcast, I don't think we've ever talked about a kicker injury. So might as well. First time for everything. Rodrigo Blankenship looks doubtful after missing Wednesday and Thursday. The team did sign Michael Badgley as well. Nick Folk and Matt Gay are also dealing with injuries, but we're limited thus far. So. Uh, why don't we why don't we talk about these these kicker situations too? Yeah, yeah. If you have Rodrigo, basically you're gonna need probably you need another kicker uh, this week. It looks like he's out with uh, them signing Badgley, and uh, we'll see what he does today. But I think it looks he looks doubtful to me. All right, let's talk about a couple of few specific injury questions. But first, I want to talk to you about our Super Draft promo. So this podcast is brought to you by Super Draft Fantasy, the official fantasy partner of Caesar Rewards. Caesars Rewards. TMP listeners can get a free 4 for 4 hoodie by creating a new account at Superdraft using promo code 4 for 4 That's the number 4, F-O-R, number 4. And for depositing at least $10, you'll get a $100 deposit match. I should say 100% deposit match if you deposit $20 or a 140% deposit match if you deposit $50. You'll receive instructions about how to order your free hoodie within two weeks. Just go to 4for4.com slash Superdraft for more details be sure to check out their new super 15 daily fantasy game all you have to do is pick the five players you think will score the most points it's super fun super easy and uh it's uh, it's enjoyable an enjoyable ad for your your otherwise your, your other fantasy uh you know events and things like that that you have heading into sunday i also want to tell you about an easy and fun way to spice up your football season it's underdog fantasy and their brand new pick'em game just pick over or under on your favorite or least favorite player stats and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night underdog keeps it super simple with their easy to use website and mobile apps all you have to do is pick between two and five players and you can take home some cold hard cash head to four for four.com slash underdog to claim your free four for four pro subscription and get a ten dollar bonus in cash just to play this weekend again some spe- some specific injuries john that we want to touch upon with juju smith schuster out for the year who picks who picks up the slack in pittsburgh uh, before I answer your question, I also want to uh, mention Terry McLaren because he was not on the injury report yesterday or the day before, but he was spotted on the side field with trainers today at, at practice. So we'll see what his status is. He's, he's dealing with a new injury or just uh, uh, working something out. So that's something to monitor if you're uh, you have McLaren on your roster. Uh, as for the uh, Steelers, this is kind of I'm interested to see how they roll this out because I think James Washington is is better than Ray Ray McLeod, but they've been kind of treating McLeod as the uh, primary backup or direct backup to Smith Schuster in the slot, uh, while Washington has you know played outside uh, in that offense. So I'm interested to see what they do if they move Deontay Johnson or if they just move players around, all of them play the slot and sort of take over that role collectively. Uh, but uh, Mike Tomlin did mention James Washington as the player most likely to uh, expand or have a chance to expand his role with, with Smith Schuster out. And it's uh, he had a pretty good year uh, back in 2019, over 700 yards 
40 plus catches, 700 yards, uh, I think three touchdowns. And uh, that was before Ch- uh, Chase Claypool came and kind of ate his, you know, ate his lunch. Uh, but so Washington got put put down the depth chart a, a spot, and uh, now he's back and, and probably will play 70% or more of the of the snaps. And it's not the the Steeler passing attack that it used to be, but uh, he can he's going to have some big games if he um, if he uh, plays that many snaps. All right, the timetable for Saquon Barkley isn't clear. Our injury expert, Adam Hutchinson, gave him a timetable of two to six weeks in his Week 5 training room column. How will Devontae Booker produce in, the, in his place? Yeah, I mean, Devontae has been around the block. Uh, I believe he started with the um, with the Broncos uh, and played for the Raiders. Uh and now he's with the Giants. He's got a career uh, 3.9 yards per attempt, so nothing special. It's sort of what you would expect for a, you know kind of a career backup. But he you know has caught 30 uh, or more passes in three seasons, and he did have a season where he um, for Denver where he did average 5.4 yards per carry, and he was pretty good for the Raiders 4.5 yards per carry in 2020. Uh, so I think he can you know be a stopgap RB2 type starter there. It looks like he's going to see the vast majority of touches. At least he did last week with uh, Barkley knocked out of that game early. Uh, so I kind of view him as a low-end RB2. Uh, the offensive line is still not great. and uh, But I think it was the good news with this this week is that it's not Mike Glennon at quarterback. It looks like it's going to be Daniel Jones. So that's, that's good for Booker as well. Clyde Edwards-Alaire was placed on IR following that injury last week in that loss to the Bills, so he's going to at least miss three games, John. Where where, where will Darrell Williams and Jarek McKinnon rank while he's out? Yeah, uh, Darrell Williams has been productive in the times where he has seen you know, lead-back-type touches. He'll, he scores touchdowns. He's not the fastest guy. He's not going to break off 50-yard runs, but he'll get what's blocked, and uh, you know he's good for that offense, and and that offense tends to score a lot of touchdowns, so that's good for him. Uh, McKinnon is the more like interesting, intriguing type player because uh, he does run a lot of routes, can catch passes. It'll be interesting to see how they uh, use him alongside Williams or if Williams is really the lead back and, and McKinnon just barely plays. I know the, the Chiefs are also reportedly interested in Marlon Mack and making, possibly making a trade for Marlon Mack, uh, who, who wants out of... Uh, Indianapolis reportedly and that would be another uh, intriguing move by this by this team that's looking to get back to the Super Bowl but it's kind of struggling um, and Edward Solaire's uh, snaps had been declining prior to the injury as well so I don't know if they were looking to uh, looking for a shot in the arm in terms of the uh, you know running game and, and just production out of the running game but for right now uh, Williams you know RB2 uh, depending on matchup might be a high-end RB2 but we'll see what his workload workload is like and then i'm looking at uh, mckinnon as sort of an rb3 rb4 type that uh, if you're desperate you could run him out there and see if he maybe gets uh, five to eight touches it can break a long one with russell wilson likely out until week 10 what are you expecting from geno smith and his impact on seattle's pass catchers yeah he was productive uh, when he came in uh you know in relief of of Wilson, but they were behind and having to throw a lot, and that's not what they normally are, you know, trying to do. So uh, I don't know that you're going to see the same sort of production from DK Metcalf and and Tyler Lockett. They both, you know, came in lower in my projections because I, you know, the, the overall the over 
arcing uh, projections for the Seattle passing game just dropped because it's just, you know, you, you're going from Wilson, who's I think over nine yards per attempt this year, uh, to, to Geno Smith, who's going to be in the, you know, six, you know seven to eight range at, at best. So, um, that that's kind of a downgrade for the entire offense. Uh, he probably will, you know, maybe focus on on Metcalf and Lockett a little bit more than maybe Wilson. You know, he was more willing to go to that third, fourth read and and make the pass. But maybe Smith uh, really focuses in on those two players. So that you know, those uh, an offset uh, in, in higher targets might offset that lower production per pass. But um, Obviously a downgrade for this offense without Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but uh, maybe uh, Smith could kind of keep things together for for those that have uh, Metcalf or Lockett on their roster for the next few weeks. All right, let's talk about the Thursday night football game. Tamp- from Tampa's standpoint, not a surprise, but Tom Brady, 34-42, incredibly efficient, threw for 297 yards, uh, a couple of touchdowns, did throw a pick. Antonio Brown led all receivers on both teams. Nine of nine of thirteen targets. So another, you know, Antonio Brown being a key target again for Tom Brady with Rob Gronkowski out. But Antonio Brown finishes with nine catches for ninety three yards and a score. Also had a huge catch to pick up a first down late to help the Buccaneers salt away the clock. Fournette saw the end zone twice. He rushed twenty two times for eighty one yards. So a big night for for Fournette. Weak night for Mike Evans. He only had. Two catches on four targets for 27 yards. Godwin did catch five passes on five targets, but for only for 43 scoreless yards. O.J. Howard, big night with Rob Gronkowski out. He caught six of seven targets for 49 yards and a touchdown. Cameron Braid did did uh, see four targets. He caught three of them for 26 yards. And then Ronald Jones rushed five times for 20 yards. I, I guess the, the, the main things that people are going to ask you about, John, are O.J. Howard, whether or not he can keep it up when Rob, Rob Gronkowski's out. And then Antonio Brown. I mean, you know, is this is this now Brady's favorite target with Gronkowski out? Uh, breaking news. Uh, I believe I just saw that uh, Nick Chubb is out on Sunday. So. Uh-oh. Yeah. All right. So keep that in mind. Um, we just have breaking news during a pod- podcast, Anthony. All right. Uh, <laughs> you're looking at OJ Howard. This is you know kind of surprising because Bray had been playing ahead of Howard. Uh, you know while while uh, Gronkowski was healthy and he even was running more routes in that first game that Gronkowski missed. But he's over. You know they've 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 moved back to Howard as the the tight end two there, and he had a nice game uh, for anybody who streamed him this week. Um, I think the from the running game standpoint, Fournette is turning. He's got 28 touches now, so he's the bell cow in this in this backfield and uh, extremely valuable at this point uh, given what's happened. I mean, Jones has just kind of played himself out of uh, a significant role in this offense, and now it's Fournette's uh, role. And, you know, Gio Bernard's not even really participating too much. Uh, Fournette got six targets and – Geo just got two, so you know you got to be looking at Fournette as an RB one rest of season, uh, and then Antonio Brown turns out to be the most valuable receiver in this offense. It, it just appears to be headed that way. He's got thirteen targets compared to five for Godwin, four for for Evans. Uh, I think these other guys are going to have you know Godwin and Evans are very both very good players, and uh, Brady will probably keep them all happy and they'll all have some big games, but just knowing who's, who it's going to be in any given week is going to be difficult. Uh, but it's hard to bench any of these guys because they can both, they can all go off for two touchdowns and a hundred yards uh, in any given week. 
Well, let's talk about the Eagles, and then we'll get into the Nick Chubb news. So Jalen Hurts completed 12 of 26 passes for 115 yards. He's he's nowhere near where he, what he needs to be for a, for a, from a passing standpoint. But uh, he did have a, a touchdown, and then, of course, he rushed 10 times for 44 yards with two additional scores. So from a fantasy perspective, Jalen Hurts is still delivering. Miles Sanders rushed nine times for 56 yards. He caught two passes for 10 additional yards as the Eagles continue to – feel as though that you shouldn't run the football ever basically uh Devontae Smith caught two of four targets for 31 yards so a week so bad night for him fantasy wise Zach Ertz who we talked about earlier you know we had he had the touchdown 29 yards four catches and then outside of that you know Jalen Rager held catchless again he had a, he had a couple of he drew a couple of big DPI calls but other than that he was quiet from a fantasy perspective so uh what stood out to you here well, I don't mind the the, the not running the ball uh, against the Bucks. I mean, they're yeah, much worse against the pass against the uh, than they are against the run. But he did end up with nine carries for fifty six yards, six point two yards per carry for Sanders. And I don't know if they just surprised the Bucks <laughs> like with by suddenly running the ball after they hadn't really uh, for most of the game and caught him by surprise. But um, you know, Sanders was a player that I was fading pretty hard in the preseason, and it, he might uh, they might get back to him here after. He was like the one bright spot and or one of the bright spots in the, in the game, uh, but I'm not just high on him in this situation with Gainwell sharing time and and hurts. Uh, you know, basically he's a Buffalo running back at this point with uh, with uh, Josh Allen vulturing the touchdowns last year. Uh, Zach Moss has been more involved this year in Buffalo, but Sanders doesn't seem like he can find the end zone. Uh, he's not seeing a ton of touches, so just RB three type for me now. Um, and Hurts, you look at his passing line, you're like, oh, he had a terrible fantasy day, 115 yards, touchdown, interception, but then you go to his rushing line, 44 yards and two touchdowns. It just goes to show uh, what uh, the running ability for a quarterback uh, can can produce. I think he ended up with 25 or so fantasy points. Uh, he's over 20 for the fifth or sixth straight week, uh, so the only uh quarterback I believe to do that this year so it's been a fantastic fantasy pick and you just wonder how long um you know if he keeps piling up these games where he's 12 for 26 and 15 yards and what was a pretty good matchup against the the Buccaneers how long uh the Eagles stick with him as a starter I don't think that there's any chance that he's benched this year but uh, you know they might make a trade for try to make a trade for Deshaun Watson or something along those lines um so I think uh those that have hurts uh, in fantasy should enjoy this while it lasts and hope that he starts to make some more progress with his, uh, you know, throwing ability. This is really disappointing passing yards output. He's had some really good passing games this year, but this was a really disappointing uh, outing against a a vulnerable uh, Tampa Bay defense. Before we get into sneaky starts, let's talk about Nick Chubb. So what do you, all right. uh, (laughs) He's out. So you got to bench him and hopefully you have somebody that's healthy that you can plug in. Uh, Kareem Hunt's going to, he's questionable, Kareem Hunt, uh, but I would assume that he's going to play. Uh, you might want to look at that, uh, whoever's third, I, blanking on his name right now on that uh, death chart. I think it's, yeah, Dearness, Dearness Johnson is, I think, third on the depth chart uh, there. They've got Demetric Felton, but he's more of a pass-catching uh, running back there. Um, so... You know, Hunt is going to be ranked in the top ten, probably to top, you know top seven, uh, with Chubb out uh, in, a, in a nice matchup against the Cardinals, who are you know yielding over five yards per rush. 
Uh, so, you know, bummer for Chubb, order, uh, Chubb managers and, uh, you know, hopefully he can get healthy for next week, but calf, calf injuries can be tricky. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Go <laughs> Nick Chubb hurt. Go John. Uh, but <laughs> I wanted to make sure we get that in before, before we uh, talked about sneaky starts. So let's move on to sneaky starts. Now, if you want to check out all of John's uh, complete week six sneaky starts, make sure you head to four for com. And uh, if you're a subscriber, you can check out all of these sneaky starts. We only highlight a few eat at each position on the podcast, but John shares his complete thoughts at 444.com. So without further ado, let's talk about quarterbacks. We'll highlight one this week. How about Taylor Heineke of Washington? From a fantasy perspective, John, he's putting, the air, putting in the air a lot in Washington. Uh, they should be down plenty against Kansas City on Sunday. Yeah, and Sneaky starts, I think, even more crucial this week with a lot of players likely to be out. You, these are players that might be available on your waiver wire uh, that you can pick up and plug into your lineup. And Heineke, uh, he had a bad game against the Saints. The Saints have a pretty good defense, 248 yards, two interceptions, but he still had 40 yards rushing. Uh, he had accounted for eight touchdowns, seven pass, one rush in the previous three games. And the Chiefs... Uh, defense, as we all know, has been pretty dreadful. They're, they've allowed at least 28 fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks in four straight games. So I think Heineke will bounce back this week. I'm starting him in my uh, one of my FFPC leagues, um, actually over Ryan Tannehill, who I also have listed as a sneaky start, sneaky start this week. But I think Heineke's upside is a little bit better against the Chiefs. Moving on to some running backs, you list Miles Gaskin and Khalil Herbert. Although, I mean, when it comes to running backs this week, from an injury standpoint, now talking about Nick Chubb, I, it, it's pretty much a dart throw, I would think, when some of these some of these backup running backs. Yeah, you know, Gaskin's usage has been really frustrating for uh, you know all season basically, and then nobody would start him last week, and he ended up with 10 catches and two touchdowns in the, as a receiver, you know, with the Dolphins being very shorthanded at receiver last week. Um, so, you know, we think that he's back in the, you know, the starting role there for the Dolphins. I, I don't know why they went away from, with, away from him and what, what they're trying to do with, with the running game, but they've been bouncing around from player to player there in terms of the lead. I mean, Malcolm Brown, I think, just took a seat, basically, and Salvin Ahmed was backing up Gaskin last week. Uh, but the matchup is good against Jacksonville, the 25th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs. So if Gaskin is the lead back and the bell cow, you're going to end up with a you know, a big game out of him. But I have him ranked as a sort of a low-end RB2 because we just don't know exactly what Miami is going to do um, in terms of playing time for him and touches for him. But you know, the indications are last week that he's back in that lead back role. Uh, and they are still pretty shorthanded at receivers, so they, they probably want to pass catching back out there. All right, let's talk about at least one wide receiver, uh, Jalen Waddle, who made your list last week as well. Uh, Jalen Waddle was very consistent. He didn't, have a, he didn't have a great week last week, but again, we're talking about sneaky starts, guys that could pop. Uh, with, Jay, with Tua Tungvaloa back, you also list Jalen Waddle this week. I, was, I think I was supposed to talk about Khalil Hilbert, too, and I forgot, but he had 18 touches last week. Uh, with Damian Williams out, he'll be the bell cow, I think, for the Bears. I don't know. Ryan Nall, I think, is the backup. He might 
be in on third down if they trust him more in uh, pass protection. But Herbert uh, did well in pass protection as far as a PFF grade last week, so um, he might be a three-down back. We'll see. Uh, as for Waddle, yes, everybody knows I love Jalen Waddle based on all my tweets of penguins and turkeys waddling uh, gifts of those guys waddling, you know, those animals waddling around anytime Waddle does anything good or we're talking about Jalen Waddle. Uh, it's been a little rough stretch here, and I think that's primarily due to the quarterback situation there. He did have a 15-target game, I think, um, but his ADOT, his ADOT has been really low. That's the average depth of target, uh, you know, with Tua uh, in week one, it was around eight and over eight, and then I think since uh, Jacoby Brissett has been at quarterback, it's been under five. So, you know, maybe they use him more downfield, and that will help his fantasy floor uh, but it looks like Devonta Parker is going to be out this week. Will Fuller is still out. Uh, so I would expect Waddle, Gaskin, and uh, Gasicki to lead this team in targets. And I'm, you know, I, I'm not plugging him as a great start this week, but I, I'm expecting a bounce back week with uh, Tua uh, playing playing quarterback for the for the Dolphins. So Zach Ertz was was one of your sneaky starts with Dallas Goddard out, and Zach Ertz found the end zone last night. Who else do you like this week from a tight end standpoint? I would look at if you're looking at streaming. Um, and it depends on your, you know, how deep your league goes in terms of who's available in the waiver wire. But Ricky Seals Jones should be available in most leagues. Uh, last week he filled in for Logan Thomas. He had eight targets. He caught five for 41 yards against the Saints. He had a touchdown earlier in the year. Um, but more importantly, he played 99% of the snaps uh, last week and should run plenty of routes when uh, Washington falls behind the Chiefs, uh, which is my expectation. The Chiefs have given up a ton of points to tight ends. Daniel Sorensen has really struggled in coverage. I don't, I don't know if they're going to make a change there with him, but Dawson Knox had 117 yards and a touchdown. Goddard had 56 yards and a touchdown. Zach Ertz had 60 yards. Mark Andrews had 57 yards, and David Njoku had 76 yards. Uh, they all play, you know, in games against Kansas City, so it, it's been a nice uh, matchup for tight ends. And I think Dan Arnold um, as well, he saw eight targets, uh, he's got a revenge game against Carolina. <laughs> he played with them for a couple months, three months, and he's got a revenge game against them after they traded him to Jacksonville. Uh, he had six for 64 and eight targets last week. He played 73% of the snaps. They It was actually the previous week, the day, the week he got traded, he actually played more than I thought. He was in, in red, zone, uh, red zone plays and stuff, so that was a good sign for his potential usage. And with, <clears throat> excuse me, with DJ Chark out, they have... You know Marvin Jones left and Lavisca Chenault, but I think there's some targets up in the air now that, that Arnold can grab, and he did last week with eight. So um, he's another. You know Carolina's 16th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. Not a fantastic matchup, but not a bad matchup at all. So I think Arnold could uh, could surprise as well. John, before we let you go, did this last week. Also want to allow you to give us a couple of your receivers that are popping in the Week Six breakout receiver model. Yeah, I'm really excited about this model. Matt Savoka is, is doing the write-up on it. He's done a great job with the data viz, uh, kind of highlighting the players that, that make the model each week. We also provide the entire table so uh, people can see everybody that's included. But basically, it's a usage model that uh, identifies players that have just underperformed. And you know, these are players that in DFS might be cheaper uh, to, to, to roster, or in just season-long, they might be players that you're considering uh, benching because they just haven't produced. This week, I'm going 
to give you Terry McLaren and Stefan Diggs. And I think you, these guys are going to be in lineups no matter what, but um, I would expect big games out of uh, both players, assuming that McLaren can uh, can play. Uh, we'll watch his injury status for Friday. You know, I mentioned that he was uh, working on the side with trainers at practice today. Uh, Diggs is going to have a monster game here at some point. It might be this week, but from a DFS standpoint, these are probably two guys you want to roster somewhere. And then Brandon Cooks had a bad game last week, but I think he bounces back uh Bounces back this week against the the Colts. Uh, they've given up some uh, deep passes and deep touchdowns, and I think he he had a rough one against the the Patriots, which was kind of predictable because Bill Belichick is really good at taking away the opponent's best player. They probably put three players on him, and everybody else on the team uh, did well. Chris Conley, uh, Chris Moore, both had big games. So I, I think uh, you know Davis Mills has a little bit of confidence coming into this game now, and and Cooks will uh, have a bounce back game. All right, that'll do it for John Paulson, who you can follow at 444 underscore John. You can follow me as well if you're so inclined, at Anthony Stalter on Twitter. Don't forget about our that free 444 subscription just for depositing $10 at Underdog or $20 to $35 at Prize Picks. Top it all off. Again, if you're a new FFPC user, you'll get that $35 coupon to play in one of their leagues. You can check out that at 444.com slash plans. And, uh, you know, Underdog Fantasy, check out their brand new Pick'em game. And um, uh, the Super Draft Fantasy as well. If you get a free 4 for 4 hoodie by creating a new account at Super Draft and using the promo code 4 for 4 So a lot of good promos. Hope you take advantage of it. Best of luck this week. If you're playing your league long, if you're betting, if you're doing you know DFS, whatever you may be doing, hope the 4 for 4com and the Most Accurate Podcast helped you along the way. We'll see you next week again on the Most Accurate Podcast. Where the worker bees inside Don't clean out their rooms and take a little time